So what's up? Um, not a lot. I mean, I'm moving um, pretty Hell soon. Oh yeah. Love that for you. I, you know, <laughs> moving is hard. Yeah. And I'm going to have to do it by the end of the year again, probably. Um... How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm just looking at the, uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> so I ordered some stuff from a, I, I ordered some, you know, sex stuff from a website as you, as, as, a, as an online gay does. Um, uh-huh. and they included a mailer for, uh, <laughs> they, it, they're called leather, they call them leather strippers. It's poppers. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like I'm holding in my hand a poppers postcard right now for uh, if, if anyone is in the market for poppers, because I'm sure that I'm sure that at least one person listening could probably use some poppers. Uh, Brownbottle.net. You can order some poppers online there. <laughs> Excellent plug for this. Sarah. <laughs> listen, listen, Mr. S leather was nice to me. They gave me some re- they gave me a really affordable product at, and shipped for free as well. I have to I have to shout them out. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I'm, you do. <laughs> I have no, I, I, have no problem giving free advertising to like gay fetish sex websites. You know your audience. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> so I'm just, I, 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 I have no like, I have no want for poppers personally. Like, I don't think that they're like, I, I don't think there's like a moral incons. I don't think they're like morally wrong or anything. I just like personally do not want them. Yeah. But I just, I've been holding out of this. I've not thrown out this postcard because I just find it so charming that I have just like a, a, a postcard shaped. Like, I just have a poppers mailer. It's just so endearing to me <laughs> for some reason. <sighs> what What is it? Can you give me a description of, of what it looks like? Visit, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, the, the brown bottle logo is on the top left, which is like, a, it looks like a, it's a sideways poppers bottle and it's brown and it says brown bottle on it. Uh-huh. So, and then it's just like a, a lineup of a bunch of bottles on like, in front of like, uh, just a black background and like. There's a lot of British poppers. I mean, this might be this might be I, I don't I, like one of them has like the Union Jack on it. One of them just says English in big letters. One of them is the brand is Blue Boy, which like I, I something about it just screams Britishness. And anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. The, the 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 text of it says visit brownbottle.net to order our leather strippers online. That's beautiful. Wait, this is, is this is this poppers? What is this? <laughs> is what? this poppers? Hold on, I need to double check this. Okay, yeah, 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 leather stripper. Okay, that's what that's just what they're advertised. Yes, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't like this isn't like a like because like I said this is like a you know a fetish sex shop website. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't like looking at a thing that is like this is for leather maintenance. Um, and right. it, I was like I was like pointing at it and saying this is poppers. <laughs> Anyways, I was just uh, uh, you... imagining like the anime butterfly guy going, "Could this be a poppers? <laughs> <laughs> is this a uh, poppers?" Yeah, and then the the rest of the text is like you can now order on our website, blah blah blah. Uh, and then the back of the card is just like how <laughs> it's like a fucking uh, like Girl Scout cookies <laughs> form. Oh my like, god! How many British? How many Jungle Juice Plat? How many Blue Boy would you like? <laughs> Holy shit! Twenty bucks each or three for fifty? That's not bad. I mean, I don't know what the going rate for poppers is if I'm being honest, but like I feel I kind of expected them to cost more than that. I think they should sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. S Leather, I will happily promote your products. <laughs> Be absolutely delighted to to, sh- to shell for them. 
We can promise you no cop ever watches listens to this show. Absolutely not. <laughs> anyway, shouts out Mr. S. Leather. Let's do a podcast. Let's do it. Oh my god. <laughs> this pod <laughs> This episode of Fit brought to you by Mr. S. Leather. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Off, oh, god. off to a strong start. This is what happens when I record at night. I just like my the, the inhibitions are gone. Like I'm I'm completely stone sober now, but I'm just like, yeah, I bought some stuff on a sex shop. Like like I bought some sex shit yesterday. How let's talk about that. <laughs> <sighs> Good product though. Good product. I'm glad to hear it. Rating everyone, it's your number one. We love girl bosses, we love capitalism podcast. Uh, I'm Sarah, joined by good friend of the me, Leah. Hello, welcome to the pod, Leah. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm glad I'm excited to have you here. Um, so for first time guests on the pod, we always ask them a little bit about themselves, what their history with horror is, the genre is, and if they have any favorite subgenres. So Tell us, tell, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, a little bit about myself. Uh, you can also tell us a little bit about your elf, but I don't know if you have an elf. I don't have an elf, Sarah. <laughs> um, I, uh, it's, my it's name is such, Leah. It's, it's such an easy joke, but every time you get up on the mic like that, I fucking lose my mind. <laughs> it's, it's just so intimidating. Being funny is easy. Just um, just do a G-Man impression. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was about to do that, but then I knew that you would do, you would do one in kind, and we cannot just sit here doing G-Man impressions for this entire runtime. I mean, we could. Is that that's the we, problem? Is that yeah, that's the problem. Just talking about Princess Mononoke in, <laughs> in G-Man voice. <laughs> Anyways, you were saying? Um, I'm a bassist. Okay, fuck yeah. <laughs> that's me. That is, it's, it's, a, I'm not trying to say that like, it's a bad thing or anything, but just like of all the things I know you, uh, all the things I know about you, it is fascinating that that is the first thing that you introduce yourself as. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I just, <laughs> I think it's, I think that's the, that's the thing you choose to identify yourself. That's, it's cool. It, it fucks. I should, I should like do that every time someone asks me to introduce myself, but like say a different thing about myself each time, but only one thing. Yeah. That, just, that sounds like, like, like a fun n- bit. I, I think a fun thing to do next time you're in next time a podcast host asks you, you should just like state state your height. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm five seven. For Perfect. anyone wondering. <laughs> right. It's even funnier if it's like a perfectly average height. Like yeah. I think I think like personally, like my my six foot six ass is like that's like an interesting height for some people. But like <laughs> I'm five foot seven, like I'm perfectly normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not perfectly normal. <laughs> Don't be have you cool. ever seen me with? Have you ever seen me without this hat on? <laughs> I, 
I'm so sorry I'm blanking on that joke. The Jughead Jones of podcasting. I don't... This isn't a reference I can latch onto. Oh, I'm going to sh- have to show you Riverdale one of these days, Leah. I see. <laughs> it I is see. the only show that exists on television. What about The Sopranos? Okay, that it is one of two shows that exist on television. <laughs> I haven't even seen The Sopranos. It's pretty good. I've heard. Okay, so what's your history with the genre? Um, I am a the newcomer genre. to the genre. Yeah? Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, honestly, um, I kind of, like... Uh, was intimidated by horror for like a really really long time and I think mm-hmm. it's just that I don't like being jump scared yeah the thing is that like people who know people who have only met me after I started doing this show really like don't know this about me but this is also that was also really true of me for a long long time like I did not see my first horror movie until... Well, I saw The Thing at a really young... Not, like, a really young age. I saw The Thing when I was, like, 15 or 16. But, like, after that, I didn't see another horror movie until I was, like, 19. And then not again until I took a horror movie class my senior year of college. And then just decided, yeah, fuck it. Let's get my dick out and do a podcast about it. Hell yeah. Um, uh, But, yeah, I I completely get that. Like, and I still can't play, like, scary video games. Like, I... (laughs) I remember this one time, um, I've probably told the story on the pod before, but it never fails to amuse me. One time I was like, you know what? I've been doing horror movies. For, I've been doing this horror movie podcast for a good little while. I think what I'm going to do this weekend is I'm going to go over to my, my girlfriend's house, my then girlfriend's house, uh, get stoned and play Amnesia the Dark Descent. And I got 10 minutes into that game before my hands were literally shaking with fear as I tried to move about the mansion that you play, that, that, that you play in that game. <laughs> And yes. I'm just like, oh, I, I need to s- s- set this down. Oh my god. Yeah, like, I feel like um, I was almost, like, too intimidated to even think about playing Bloodborne for the longest time. Mm, now I that, now I really want, I want to play it. It's a scary video game. Yeah. I've watched, uh, I've watched gameplay. And I am really excited to play it. I don't think I could play a lot of first-person horror games. Yeah, no. First person is the thing is I can I can fuck with third person. First person I cannot touch. Like, oh my god. Um, like I I love like I played Resident Evil two, uh, the remake like last year whenever that came out. And I loved that, but like I I just can't touch first person shit. Yeah, I I'm in the exact same boat. That's very validating. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about this fucking movie? I would fucking love to. So in this in this year's continued progression of annihilating the definition of a horror movie for this podcast, we decided to watch Princess Mononoke. Um, and I'm gonna say it: this is a horror movie because capitalism and man are the real horror, but also a lot of body horror in this one. Oh yeah, there was a reason I recommended this. Yeah, like, and and again, this is like not even the least horror movie thing that we've watched this year. Like, again, I, I'm I'm returning to like for for a while. Donnie Darko was our state was our like lower end of what is a horror movie, but now we've done like James and the Giant Peach and Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase. Great episodes, I might add. Um, and it's just like what it's just the Wild West out here. <laughs> James and the Giant Peach is a horror movie. That movie scared the shit out of me as a child. Same. Yeah. So did Princess Mononoke understandably there's a lot of fucked up guys in this one there's a lot of fucked up guys and there's a lot of ways that guys get fucked up 
So Princess Mononoke. So Princess Mononoke. Or as the subtitles of the of, or as the subtitles we got called it, Ringus Mononoke. The subtitles were on something. Yeah, the <laughs> subtitles were. There were a couple of just. The subtitles were good for the most part, except for there were a couple of things they never got right. Like, it, the, I think they like anything with an F and an L. They just always eliminated the L. So like, flesh became fesh, flowers became flowers. Um. Like, capital E's really threw it, so uh, the Emperor and uh, Lady Eboshi became the Boomperer and Lady Baboshi. <laughs> I stand Lady Baboshi. Yeah. Um, it didn't understand capital P's either, so they just became R's, so we got, like, <clears throat> Rince and Rincess a lot. Uh-huh. I, we got Ringus in the opening... Yeah, I they, they didn't they didn't seem to have that much. Well, I guess I don't know if we saw any capital C's that were turned into G's elsewhere in the film. So that maybe that was the the, the thing that it messed up. I Ringus, wonder why that okay. happened. Probably just like something. I, I I have no idea how subtitles are made, but like the proximity of letters is probably there's something about like the the cut. I God, I I, I don't I, yeah. I, I was gonna like hypothesize, but I just know literally nothing about how subtitles are done whatsoever. So it would have been just completely pointless. Yeah, no, I'm curious. Yeah, Pringles. Mon- so Pringles Mononoke. <laughs> um, um, we well, it's not the opening shot. The opening shot is uh a, an epic shot of the mountains, and we see some worms squirming through the forest, and that's that's when we get our our title card. Um, and then we see a little boy riding a stag, and the stag is named Yaku. And the little boy is named Ashitaka, and he's Ashitaka. He's so good. He's so good. He's riding in some like some like dirt channels, um, and he is like he and the entire village that he's a part of are like freaking out because there's no birds, and the oracle said something fucked up is about to happen, um, so. Ashitaka is like running around trying to like you know round people up and figure out what the fuck's going on, um. And I should note that at this point, all of my all of my descriptions of Ashitaka and the paraphernalia that he that he like has are just described as gay little X. So he's got his gay little bow. Uh, he's got his gay little haircut, his gay little ponytail, gay little hoodie. <laughs> I'm sure we will talk about this specifically more later. Oh, crap, absolutely. Um, <laughs> But Ashitaka climbs a, a cool shooting tower, and uh, then everything goes dark, and the trees, like, die out and recede, and a bunch of fucking Spongebob nematodes come out. Um, yeah. And just, like, a huge, ma- writhing mass of worms swarm out of the out of the forest. And we get our first look at a demon. We do. It looks fucking sick. I love the way that demons are portrayed in this movie. Yeah. Um, I love that it immediately starts off with something super fucked up happening yeah right like it's like just immediate there is no like lead up there is no like we, we don't get any of ashitaka's daily life like this movie's long enough as is and it's like i don't say that as like a detriment to the film it's just like this movie <clears throat> this movie is long but it does not feel whatsoever it does not feel like it's length whatsoever. Like when we were an exactly. hour into this movie, when we were an hour into this movie, I was genuinely surprised. Cause I, I just like, I'm not the vast majority of horror movies that I've watched for this podcast, especially in recent memory are not incredibly well paced in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a very sweeping statement. So I apologize for the, <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. It's just like, this is, 
maybe it's not that they're terribly paced, but I just think this movie is like incredibly tight and pa- and well paced, and like even its downtime just feels so like importance. Like there never really felt like a moment when I could be like hands off the keyboard, not like noting an important thing that I needed to talk about. Exactly. Like none of the screen time feels wasted at all. Even Mm -hmm. if like, even if there's a shot where there's no characters or dialogue or anything, um, it's very much like, Hey, look at this like absolutely beautiful background. I, I have to wonder if that's like a byproduct of it being animated. Like obviously not every animated movie has pitch perfect pacing or anything, but like, I imagine, like, if with all of that, it's a lot harder to to accidentally linger on a shot for too long when you're drawing all of the frames as opposed to, like, when you're shooting it with a camera, you know? Exactly. And personally, I like to look at the, uh, the hand-drawn frames better than someone just filming something a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so Ashitaka has a big epic fight with this worm creature that turns into a... Uh, 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 it turns out to be a boar. Ashitaka fucking nukes it in the eye. Uh, but he gets his arm gooped in the process. He does get slimed. Uh, this is, this is, uh, this is an estrogen, this is uh, the ans- the the feudal Japan equivalent of an estrogen injection. I don't know that it is. <laughs> this, listen, back in the day, they didn't have syringe, they didn't have syringes, you couldn't dissolve estradiol under your tongue, you just had to get gooped by a demon. Estrogen that makes you evil. <laughs> <laughs> aka estrogen <laughs> okay you're not wrong i have become so much more fucked up and evil since going on estrogen and this is like this is like this is not a complaint in any way shape or form to be clear okay we we share this we share this experience <laughs> estrogen made me twisted estrogen made me the joker <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um So uh he kills the boar and the boar dissolves uh and the oracle rides up on I, I love this oracle. She shows up for like like two minutes of this movie, but she's like one of my she just immediately stood out in my mind and is like just planted there as a character that I love because she like we hear her mentioned when Ashitaka first rides into the village and then she like rides in she she herself rides into the village on the back of some guy. Yeah, she does. Doesn't she? Yeah, it's great. Uh, she talks to the boar and is like, hey, uh, go, oh, raging god unknown to us, please go in peace. We are sorry that it had to go like this. And the boar uh, says some shit, and it was like, uh, oh, fuck. Uh, oh, oh, fuck. Ow. And then it dissolves. And the, whatever the effect they used to make the, the boar, like, decay, looked sick as fuck. It's so good. And, um, like... This whole I was I was talking about this um, with Moose earlier. Like the fact that this happens at the very beginning of the movie um, really makes all of like the more like even the more serene scenes later in the film. Like you know, some other shit is going to go down at some point. Right. It's a very good like. It's a very good like. Um. It's not a Chekhov's gun. Like more than anything, it's like the the you know the old the old Alfred Hitchcock the Alfred Hitchcock <laughs> the the old Alfred Hitchcock quote about a, about the bomb under the table in suspense. I don't know this quote. Um, let me let me look at it. it like it, it's just his uh, opinion about suspense, where like, as opposed to jump scares, where it's uh he 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 like I'm gonna butcher this, but like to paraphrase, he basically says like 
the idea is there are two people having dinner and a bomb under the table, their table explodes and it kills them. And that's the, that's and versus uh, a scene in a movie where you see someone setting a bomb under the table, but you have no idea what time it is set for. And you see these two people having dinner and you know that the bomb is going to go off at some point, but you have no idea how or when or whatever. And you are just sitting there on pins and needles the entire time. And I think this movie does a really good job of that because you know, Ashitaka has got the fucked up goop arm and it's going to get bad at any second. Absolutely. And you know that like they showed one demon, they're not just suddenly going to drop that. The movie isn't going to become less fucked up. The movie... <laughs> they only showed one fucked up guy. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Horror movie where the villain gets killed like ten minutes into the movie and the rest is just normal. I'm sure that I'm sure that we've like covered a movie in which that happens on this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, that would kind of be a cool. I, that would kind of be a good movie. I, I would kind of like be interested in that movie. Just like the the you ki- the, you kill the slasher in the first ten minutes, and then the rest of the movie is you like jumping at shadows because or the protagonist is jumping at shadows because they think the protagonist is back in some capacity, but it winds up just being now they were just getting freaked out about. Yeah, nothing. there's something there. There's there's yeah. a little uh, kernel of an idea there. Yeah, God, I need to. This is not what happens in... That's not what happens in Smiley, but it's kind of analogous to what happens in... No, it's not at all what happens in Smiley. I just want to show you the movie of Smiley. Uh, the meme serial killer. I have no idea what that movie is about. The movie is about a, a, a ghost that kills you if you go on Omegle.com and type I did it for the lulls three times in the chat and it kills the other person on the other side of the call. See, the thing is, I can't tell if you're joking or being I'm sincere. not joking at all. Tabuscus is in that movie. <laughs> oh. Um, who else is in that movie? Let me, let me, I, I, uh, one second. Uh, let's see. Tabuscus. Uh, Keith David. He's there. Um, who else is in that? Shane Dawson. Jesus Christ. Right? I didn't know it was this kind of movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is. It's. It's the. It's a meme horror movie. It sure fucking is. I guess. Directed by Level Ten Film or produced by Level Ten Films. What else did they do? Nothing. Of course. I mean, let me let me double check that. But uh, oh, uh, uh, here we go. Here we go. I've got the I've got the IMDb pulled up. Uh, so 2012 Smiley, 2011 Some Guy Who Kills People, 2019 to present The Pizza Man, which is apparently under, under, in production. I see. Looks, looks great, guys. (laughs) You're doing great. Keep it up. All right. So back to, (laughs) back to Princess Mononoke. (laughs) So... Ashitaka gets informed that like, hey, your arm is cursed now, and you're gonna die. Um, but before you die, can you can you go to the can you go to the west and figure out why this boar came here and what they did to make it so fucked up and mad? Um, and uh, they find a purple ball in the boar's body. They do. Little little gumball, little grape gumball. Um, and at, before he heads off, Ashitaka cuts his gay little ponytail off. 
He does, um, and his hair looks so fucking good after. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sigh. Gender. Gender. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Damn, is this guy's last name Ikari? Because I'm feeling some gender from him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, it's kind of bad. It's not a good joke. (laughs) Have you done Evangelion for this yet? No. Hmm. I haven't seen Evangelion yet, so like... Just covering all of the... Just covering all of the show and all five movies in one episode. (laughs) This is one thing that I would not feel guilty doing just for content. (laughs) Oh... I ugh, I need to watch the fucking rebuilds. I've seen the first. I um, I, I think I've talked about this before, and we're we're ten minutes into this, we're half an hour into this podcast, ten minutes into this movie. And I'm already on another tangent. I mean, but we're like, like super gonna cut some of this out. Uh, sure, sure, I mean, we but can. what? I mean, I doubt it. There's very li- very little is going on the cutting room floor <laughs> when I edit this shit. <laughs> um, um, I just I've been thinking a lot lately about Evangelion and how that show is very much like a black box to it, it exists in a black box to me because I watched that entire show in two days when I was exceptionally depressed in college my freshman year before I was diagnosed. Sounds about like, right. I I watched all of the show and I watched the end of Evangelion and I watched uh, the, the the all of the rebuilds that were out at the time which is just one which was just one and two and I just like. There's a couple other pieces of media that are, like, just sealed in my brain like that. Like, The Walking Dead game. I barely remember anything about that. Um, or uh, Birdie the Mighty Decode. Like, all of those things that I imbibed in severe depression. Like, seasons five to eight of Supernatural. <laughs> um, but I, I, I revisited Evangelion lately, and it's like, it's, 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 I like it. Yeah. I have to admit, it, I think it's, I think it's, I think it is quite good. I think that uh, Anno has, I think Anno did some good work there. I think Anno made some mistakes also in the production of it. There's some things that are not quite so good about it, but I think it's good. <laughs> I've heard it's good. Anyways. Um, uh shit. Uh. Oh yeah. Uh, before on his way out of town, uh, his girlfriend Kaya gives him a uh, dragon glass dagger from uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened, but my next note is Ashitaka pussy out moments crossing the stream. Oh, he was just taking a bath. Uh, okay, he was. Yep, yeah, Ashitaka pussy out moments. <laughs> I remember when you wrote that. Yeah, because you, you said. Yeah, because I said that out loud, and you said, I'm going to call you out for that. And then I said, I wrote this down in my notes. Yeah. And then I said, I wasn't going to forget it either way. I'm never going <laughs> to forget, forget that you said Ashitaka pushy, pussy out moments. Did you forget it before I said it just now? Let's move on. <laughs> I'm not going to overuse that joke. <laughs> this is me manifesting this. Promise. I'm exercising all possible restraint. 
I appreciate it. <laughs> um, so Ashitaka happens across some fighting that is happening in some fields, uh, and he like rides ac- like people start attacking him because they assume he's like reinforcements for one side or another. Um, and he's like, I just want to mow hay. So he pulls out his bow and uh, uses his gooped up arm, which is now like super jacked from the demon goop. Um, and at least I'm assuming that's what happened. Like I, yeah, yeah. I, I do, I do not think that like. M- I do not know how how taut his bow was, but I cannot imagine that you can regularly shoot a bow and arrow with enough force to take a guy's arms off or his head. You regularly cannot do this, but this is exactly what Ashitaka does. <laughs> that's the po- that's the power of being transgender. <laughs> <laughs> that's what estrogen can do for you. <laughs> every every trans um, girl can do this. Oh God, I haven't un- I haven't unlocked that part of my skill tree yet. I have. Oh, I'm happy for you. <laughs> uh, it's it's right next to the it's it, it makes sense though like it, it's it's not like right next to the base tree but like you have to get a lot of the stuff before uh, like base and uh, uh, arrow bow and arrow decapitation don't don't diverge too far down. Fucking nerd the tr- joke. The talent tree. What's that? Nerd joke. <laughs> Gamer joke. Gamer joke. <sighs> oh. Uh, so the, uh, there's just a little fun thing that I love here, which is like, he, he shoots a guy's head off with his bow and er- with his bow and arrow. And the guy, like, uh, we see the horse, the guy was riding on, like, like trot into frame and the guy's headless body just like slides off the side. It's so good. <laughs> but, uh, Ashitaka makes it through there pretty clean. Um, and then if, he happens across, oh, if you can say making through somewhere pretty clean involves like, I mean, like he killed a guy. He seems pretty fine, though. Is he mentally after killing a guy? I don't think so. He seems fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure nothing bad will happen to him. Nothing bad will ever happen to Ashitaka. <laughs> <laughs> nothing bad will ever happen to Ashitaka. <laughs> Um, he rolls into a little town and tries to give a woman a, a little gold nuggie in exchange for some rice. And she is like, this is not money. This is a nugget. I can't, I can't spend this on, I cannot exchange this for goods and currency for goods and services. Um, and, uh, what's this guy's name? I didn't actually write it down till the very end. I can't remember his name either. Um, shit. Jiko. Do they, they say his name like once in the whole movie, don't they? Yeah. Once or twice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jiko shows up and is like, hey, this is gold, lady. This is, I will give you, I would, I, this is worth like 18 packs of rice. Idiot. <laughs> Dumbass. Why don't you fucking know what money is? You're a merchant. Fuck you. Um, and then Ajitaka is like, I will just take my single bag of rice and be off. Um, at which point, uh, Jiko follows him for some reason. Um. Yeah. They, he wants to have a chat with him. Yeah, he wants to talk to him. Um, I didn't actually write down the notes about what the conversation was about, but they are having, they are having. Well, the conversation just basically amounts to Jiko uh, 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 saying, "Go home, fuck you. This your curse. This world is a curse. Fucking nut up, baby. Yeah. Bye." Uh, and then Ashitaka is like, "Yeah, well, uh, okay, bye." Yeah, they just they just kind of part ways, um, and you think like, "Oh, Jiko seems like." fine yeah he seems like a nice guy who will never do anything he he, eating cereal he will never he will never contribute to the destruction of wildlife (laughs) jiko will never do anything bad 
He never does. <laughs> Clear on all counts. Smash cut to the end of the movie. <laughs> he gets the last line of this movie, which is insane to me. Fuck, he does. What's he say? There's no reasoning with fools or some shit like that? Yeah, it's like a like a shitty line that makes me want to punch him, too. Yeah. Um, so we cut to, like, this cliffside where there's a bunch of oxen being driven, and uh, we see that the there is a small group of guys with, uh, like, uh, like, well, they're guns, but, like, they're old, cool, they're old guns. They're old, cool guns. They're old, cool guns. And it's this, like, entire cavalcade of ox drivers and dudes with guns and this mysterious lady who is in charge of them. Uh, and them versus, uh, like, three wolves and a girl riding the wolves. Yeah. Uh, a big wolf shows up and they shoot it with a lot of, with a lot of their guns and the wolf falls off the side. And I'm like, oh, fuck, they killed a mo- They killed a big wolf. Why would you do this? Why would you kill the uh, puppy? But then... But then well, the the lady in charge chimes in and says, uh, it's a god. That's going to take more than that to kill them. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's, there's some casualties from the, from the ox and from the caval from the cavalcade of ox drivers and stuff. Um, they fall off the side of the cliff down towards where Ashitaka is like just traveling up the river. Um, and he happens across two of them. Uh, one of them who is unnamed, as far as as far as I can recall, I just call I just called him Goku because he was wearing he's wearing like an orange outfit. Yeah. Um. Uh. The other guy, Kuroku, is that his name? That sounds right. Uh, I was I was gonna say yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kuroku. Um. And uh, he's he's fine. He he's like he's down there. He's slightly injured, but he's fine. Um. And the, then we, this is our first, uh, this is the first time that Ashitaka meets, uh, San, our, our, our titular princess Mononoke. Yeah. Um. She is sucking, uh, blood out of a wolf and then she turns out around and looks at Ashitaka and spits blood at us and I say gender. And wipes her arm on, on her mouth and yeah, um, the, the thing that turned me gay when I was like. 11 or 12 watching this movie for the first time yeah this this movie would have done some serious damage to me if i i mean i watched a little bit of it when i was young but like i didn't get very far into it i did not get to this part i would have maybe i would have figured out some gender things a little bit earlier had i Mm -hmm. oh excuse me But so she she tells him to leave. Uh, says get the fuck out. Humans are gross. They're cringe. Not based whatsoever. Uh, go fuck off into the woods. And he does. He well he <laughs> she tells him to go fuck off and go home. But I I I he does not. Ash, he does not. No. Ashitaka goes into the woods with uh, Kodoku and Goku guy. And this is uh, where we meet the uh, the Kodama. Kodama. And I love them so much. They're just little guys. They they look like like in like in like the second or third grade in my art class, I we got to sculpt stuff with clay and then fire it in a uh a clay firing oven. A kiln, yeah. Kiln, thank you. You're welcome. I play Dark Souls. Oh, I do too, which makes me even sadder that I didn't know what a kiln was <laughs> off the dome. Oh, it's that thing um, from Dark Souls. <laughs> Dark Souls invented kilns. A kiln is much a like place. They, much like they invented gender. 
It's so fucking true. Shout out to Hidetaka Miyazaki for inventing this. <laughs> Shout out to Dark Moon Gwendolyn. <laughs> Just in general. Thank love you. love your love your work, ma'am. <laughs> love your work. Love your work, love your tentacles, love your laser spell. Too bad love you're your... a fantasy fascist. Love your love your long hallway. <laughs> um you need, a, need a girl like, with a short skirt in a long hallway. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I want a girl who has tentacles. I want a girl who blasts lasers. Blast lasers! <laughs> How do you like my John McRae impression? I'm always saying this. <laughs> it's very good also. I want a girl who uses a projection of her sister to control the city of Anne Orlando. Bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you good? You've killed me. I'm glad. <laughs> Normally I'm the one being killed on this party. I'm glad to return the favor to someone for once in my fucking life. <laughs> So he sees a bunch of Kadama and uh, he says, this is a sign that the woods are healthy. And they're just like, they're little, they're like, just, they look like little guys, little guys. Little, I brought up the clay thing from 10 minutes ago, yeah. uh, just because they look like the little clay figurine that I made when I was in second grade um, with like a little, with like a, just a little funny head on it. I, I just, I love the way these guys look. It's, it's hard to describe, but like their face just kind of looks like the... Like the front of a bowling, like the front of a bowling ball. That's the best way I've ever heard them described. <laughs> and like they like they tilt their heads to the side and it like rattles back and forth and with like a really not. I love the fucking clicky clack sound that they make when they rattle their heads. The sound design um, in this movie is so good. impeccable. It's so good. Um, but yeah, they, they lead him through the, they lead Ashtaka and friends through the forest, uh, and they see, uh, we see that they've got little butts. They have little butts. They have little booty asses. There's a scene where they're following one of them, and he's just, like, running over rocks with his little butt out, looking backwards at the camera. Yeah. It's so, it's so funny. It's so good. He's caked up. (laughs) He's like, oh no, don't chase me. <laughs> Just a little guy, don't chase me. Um, <laughs> uh, what what happens next? Um, um, they go to the springs. So they go to the spring and they see Xerneas, the Pokemon there. Um, and this leads uh, Xerneas, the Pokemon, aka the Deer God, and yes, uh. Ashitaka's arm starts going fucking apeshit at this, and he plunges into the water until the deer passes by. Um, and he's like, well, that was fucking weird. I hope that doesn't happen again or come up ever again. <laughs> I'm sure it won't. Um, so they go to they go to Irontown, right? That's just the name of the, it's just It's just called Irontown? It is called Irontown. The town, it's made of iron. Um... They, uh, they, they get there and, uh, Kuroku and Goku guy are reunited with the, the people who they were with originally before they fell off the cliff. And 
this this guy who's who turns out to be Lady Eboshi's second in command. Uh, what's what's his name? Um, I can't remember his name either. Uh, Gonza, Gonza. Right. Per per um, per Wikipedia, or it could be Gonze. No, Gonza, Gonza. Sorry. Thank you, I Wikipedia. Forgot. Katakana is hard to read. Mm. I can hiragana mastered katakana. This is where it starts getting tricky. Kanji, this one's hard. <laughs> I've heard this about kanji from everyone who's learning Japanese. It's I, I've been learning it very slowly with with Wanakani. Shouts out Wanakani. You can also sponsor the show if you don't mind sharing a spot with Mister S Leather. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is, it's very interesting. It's fucking hard. I fucking bet. Come and rice are like one line apart. That's beautiful. Like C O M E, not C U M. Still, that's beautiful. Yeah. Though honestly, it could also it, it come C U M and rice could also be one line apart. I haven't learned the kanji for come yet. <laughs> I hope there is one. <laughs> People who know more kanji than me, please write in. Tell me if there's a tell me if there's a kanji for come. <laughs> Um, so they roll back into town and, uh, uh, go, God, I, I, I already forgot this fucking guy's name. Gonza. He's like, how the fuck did you get here? We just got back and like you had a way, it it took, we got back like four days ago and you supposedly just took two days to get here. What the fuck? And I guess it's, it's because the Kodama did the, the Kodama did it. The Kodama did it. And... The, the little guys, they, they should have followed those guys with the little butts. They should have. This is, this is great life advice. Um, and then, uh, Kuroko's wife, Toki, runs in and is like, you fucking, she like yells at Kuroko and is like, you piece of shit, you broke your arm, how are you gonna drive the oxen? You fucking suck dick ass. And then she yells at Gonza too and is like, fuck you, you should not have left him behind, you're a piece of shit, boss. And then she turns to Ashitaka and is like, thank you so much, you were such a delightful little boy, I love you, thank you. I love Toki <laughs> so much. She's great. Um, everybody in town thinks Ashitaka is so handsome. Um, they do. And this this is when we learn some things about this the town of the Iron, the, 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 the town of Iron Town, which is that Lady Eboshi has said that men are not allowed to make weaponry because they fuck up everything by being in the presence of guns and shit so all the women do the work um and when we get the scenes of the women working in the the iron works it's just <sighs> women 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 it sure is we also we also learned that uh lady Aboshi is supposedly not afraid of old shit like laws or curses or gods or anything she's she's an atheist yeah um, we get a bit of history of Iron t- uh, of uh, Lady Aboshi in Iron Town, which is that she uh, there were they were trying to use arrows against the pig gods, and they the arrows didn't do shit. Um, and uh, Lady Aboshi said, "Hey, what if we used guns and just burned the entire fucking thing to the ground?" And everyone's like, "Oh, it seems good to us. We can we can get rid of the thirty to fifty feral hogs that are threatening the lives of our children." Jesus Christ! <laughs> what a pull! Would you believe that wasn't Holy in my shit, notes at all? that is actually the plot of the movie. <laughs> it is literally the plot of this movie, 30 to 50 feral hogs. We also learn that um, the boar that was, like, that was a demon in the beginning of the movie uh, 
was the boar god Nago. Uh-huh. And Lady Eboshi herself was the one who shot him and turned him into a demon. Yep, she shot... We, we find that out in a, a, a little bit later, uh, but... I mean, it doesn't really matter. That it's not like that. That's not that one's not like time sensitive, really. Yeah. Uh, that we learned that. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, the ladies tended the weaponry. Uh, oh, we see Lady Aboshi's garden, and she says, "Hey, Ashitaka, come look at my new gun." Uh, and Ashitaka says, "Will you bring new hatreds with that gun?" Uh, <laughs> which is it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashitaka's curse hand tries to get the 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 sword out to kill her. And uh, tries to get Ashtaka's sword out to, with which to kill her. And she says, oh, does your right arm wish to kill me? And Ashtaka says, to lift this curse, my left arm would too. Which is fucking sick as hell. It's such a good line. Um, and then some guy who looks extremely fucked up, whose name is Osa. Uh, he just rolls over in bed and is like, hey, I've heard that the blood of the dear God can cure this curse. Okay, bye. And just rolls back over and goes back to sleep. Yeah. <sighs> the we also get a little bit of history between Lady Eboshi and San. Um, oh, Lady Eboshi. I guess for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, Lady Eboshi is the lady who was in charge of the village and also the one who was in charge of the oxen expedition that shot the wolf and was like, "Don't." That's yeah, yeah. Just to be clear, our girl boss. Our girl boss. Uh, she. Uh, she talks a little bit about San, and she says, with the forest and the wolves gone, the girl will just be a simple human. She'll still want to kill me, but it's whatever. Um, Ashitaka goes to the ironworks and uh, gets titties out to work the to work the big, like, thing that they're, like, because the thing that they have is, like, a, like a, basically it's like a giant wide seesaw, which is, like, to help fan the flames that are, that is heating the metal for smelting and forging and shit. Mm-hmm. Um... He gets in there and is like pressing very hard and making all the girls blush and cover themselves up and it's it's very cute. It's very funny. It's a great scene. Um, but then San shows up and it's like, hey, I'm gonna fuck these ironworks up, and she's like doing some fucking Naruto running on the rooftops of the ironwork of the uh, of Iron Town. Um, the the. She is, like, on just a fucking suicide mission here, basically. Like, she is absolutely ready to fucking die on this run. Yeah. Like, she just wants to kill Lady Eboshi. That's it. Yeah. Um, this scene is great. I, I, I love this scene. Um, they have her, they get her surrounded, but, uh, it doesn't really quite work. Uh, <laughs> there's a pretty fun, like, she's running down the, the, uh, the slope of a, of a rooftop and she gets, like, shot at and just, like, takes a fucking tumble and turns into a sonic spinball. Yeah, she does. It's great. Um, Ashitaka fucking hulks out and like throws a uh, an eye beam in between her in between uh, uh, San and the the Iron Town citizens. He uh, doesn't want them to fight anymore. He does not. But this is not going to stop uh, uh, San, who vaults over uh, Gonza's uh, face. And is like, psych, see you next time. And then like vaults into the, it's just the fucking, the monkeys fighting on the, on the Simpsons with Lady Eboshi and San. It really is. It's a fucking sick ass fight, but Ashitaka's like, he gets in between both of them. It's like, stop fucking fighting and knocks both of them out. Do not make the hate grow. Um, oh, oh, there, there was one thing where like, 
Gonza tries to stop Ashitaka from going in between them, but, like, he just with one hand catches Gonza's, Gonza's sword and, like, twists it into a <laughs> into a prostate massager. <laughs> that is how you described it. He... Listen, I... Th- that thing could just that thing could just effortlessly just doink my prostate. <laughs> it's granted, it's very very sharp, very it's sharp. sharp. Cannot will not advise this. But if you <laughs> if you shaped a non sharp object like this, it would be perfect for prostate hitting. <sighs> this is a raunchy episode. <laughs> it is. <laughs> This is the power, Mr. S. Leather. We're we are the pod for you. <laughs> it's it's Mr. S. Leather's blessing. <laughs> I can feel his spirit here. There's a <laughs> <laughs> there's an energy about where where there was only one set of where there was only one waveform in the sand. That is where Mr. S. Leather carried us. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, the way they they animate like the blue worms. Yeah, because because Ashtaka's arm has like a bunch of like worms coming off of it. Yeah, it's so good. So Ashtaka knocks them both out, uh, gives Lydia Boshi back to the Iron Town citizens, and uh, and uh, takes Son out, and like fucking shoves the giant gate open with one hand. He gets fucking shot through the chest at one point, but it's perfectly fine. He does, and it's like it's a really kind of shocking moment. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because it was, like, kind of an accident. Yeah. I think it's fun that, like, two, the two most, two of the most impactful gunshots in this movie do absolutely stone nothing to the recipients of them. Yep. Because there's, when Ash, when Ashitaka catches this bullet, and then also when, uh, Lady Aboshi shoots the deer god through the head. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fine. That first. <laughs> Fucking raw as hell. That first shot at the deer god is, like. I can like picture it perfectly in my mind. Yeah, it's it's fucking epic. Uh, what happens next? Um, he pushes the gate open. Uh, that yep, normally takes the gate like open. ten people to open. He does it with one arm. Um, yeah, and loses like all of his blood. All of his blood. He's just slurping. It's just slurping out of him. There's so much. Um, he goes out and like rendezvous with. Uh, with Sans, with the puppies that are Sans' family, the big wolves. Um, they have a name, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Well, one of them has a name. I'm not sure. Um, Moro, the, uh... Yes, the Moro. Mom. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, voiced by Gillian Anderson in the English version. That's, that's why that movie affected me. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking cast... Uh-huh. Like fucking Billy Billy Crudup as Ashtaka, Claire Danes as San, um, Billy Bob Thornton as um, Tara Strong as Kaya, the woman who gives Ashtaka his his little dagger. Holy fuck! I just love I just fucking love Tara Strong. I love her work. Um, I she was genuinely actually the best part of TV show Loki. I didn't know she was in that. Yeah, she plays a, a a she plays a like like you know the dino DNA thing from Jurassic Park. Yes, like that. But if Jurassic Park was about like time travel, she plays something. She plays something like that called Miss Minutes. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, 
And she's just she's just doing Twilight Sparkle voice, but with a southern drawl. <laughs> it's great. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, John DiMaggio, <laughs> Keith David. <laughs> yeah, the Keith David, the voice of Okoto. The cast of the dub is a lot. Jada Pinkett Smith is in there. She sure is. She's Tokyo. She's in a lot of things. I feel good for her. Yeah, good for her. She did a good job as Toki, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's. Not, I feel like the Ghibli dub. Like I, I feel like the Ghibli dubs, if they're not Disney dubs, are good. Are good anime dubs. Um, what happens next? My my notes are a little bit sparse in this next segment. From here till when they leave the the Deer Gods uh, zone. Um, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to carry me through this one. So this is the. Uh, this is when. Well, we we can't skip. But we have. We, well, first we have to talk about uh, uh, San holding a knife to uh, Ashitaka's throat. Yes, I was getting there. Um, okay, okay. I just want to make. Sure, I wanted to make sure you were. I, I didn't like. Pro- I I, just, I was worried that I had prompted you into talking about the Deer Gods area no, no, no. and like skipping over. The, okay, I, I, just, I was. That's the most. The San holding a knife to Ashitaka's throat is the most important part in the whole movie to me. I would never skip. This is it. true. Okay. <laughs> um. So I'm. I I can't remember if this happens. This, so Ashitaka passes out at some point, understandably. Yep. Um, On account of all the blood loss. Yeah, and Sana's like, okay, we'll just take this asshole back and then just, like, leave him. Um, so they take him, he falls off one of the wolves, uh, one of the wolves tries to bite his head off and eat him. Sana's <laughs> like, no, don't do that, just wait, hold on. <laughs> Hold on, need this guy. We might need him. Um, so then they have this. Uh, Ashitaka wakes up, and I hope I'm remembering this right. This sounds right so far. Yeah. Um, and she's basically just like, "Tell me why I shouldn't kill you right now." Um. And. I can't remember what Ashitaka says in response to that. You're beautiful. He d- he does say you're beautiful um, in response to her... Um, Pressing a knife to his throat. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does very much which, do this, which... Same. I mean, listen, If there's n- there is no better indicator that they are T4T than that exact moment. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then she is, she like takes some pity on him and like takes him to the deer God's domain for some healing. Mm-hmm. Um, she also takes off she, while there, while she's there. Oh, we also meet the monkey, the monkey gods. Okay. I know I said what I said earlier about there not being a lot of wasted space in this movie. I don't know what the, fu- the monkey gods just show up and then they show up once more later in the movie and then they're just gone. I feel like they're just a complete non-entity in this movie aside from this scene where they throw a bunch of rocks and want to eat Ashitaka. That's entirely fair. Yeah, I I mean I'm not saying that like everything like sometimes a thing can just be a set dressing or like a a scenery thing. So like maybe it's not a bad thing. It's just like I I, I I'm thinking about the monkeys and I'm like what I, I'm just like sitting here thinking like what thing to the and I'm sure I'm missing something, but I'm just thinking like what thing to the overarching plot do these monkeys serve? They serve a little bit of like just um 
showing how all of the uh, the animals of the forest like feel in general towards humans. Oh yeah, I okay yeah that I I, I get that yeah. Um, that works for me. I'll take that. The scene is pretty long though. Yeah, monkey. Monkey. Mm, monkey. Mm, monkey. <laughs> so much covering panda for fear bathing. No, <laughs> I'm drawing a line in the sand. I I do not know where the line is for what is and is what doesn't does not qualify for a movie for fear baiting. But I do know that Kung Fu Panda is far below the line of qualification. <laughs> <laughs> Though on the other hand, I've never seen it. Maybe maybe there's some body. Maybe there's some horror in there. <laughs> God, I'm saying this now, and I'm not the. Someone's gonna fucking clip this and link and eat, make me eat my words in two years when this when I when we do kung when I do a kung fu panda episode. <laughs> I really hope they do. Uh, I love. Listen, there's there's very few things I love more in this world than being than than being contradicted by my own voice. So <laughs> listen, if it happens, I'll I'll fucking take that L. <laughs> Maybe the series will take a dark turn somewhere in the future. <laughs> Gritty reboot. Rob Zombie presents Kung Fu Panda 4. <laughs> um so they go to the they go to yeah, they go to the Deer God's domain and this is just fucking fucking pretty. Um it's just like a little island it's just like this little like hidden away glen in this with like a little island in the middle of this like pond. In the middle of the forest, um, uh, San takes off Yaku, the 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 elk that uh, Ashitaka rides. She takes off his his like reins, and he's naked, and it's cute. I just, yeah, I just think I just think Yaku's really cute. He's really good. <laughs> he's just a little guy. He's baby. I mean, he's, he's a big guy, but he's baby. Um, and she's like, "You're free now," and he he doesn't go anywhere. He just he just stays with he Ashitaka. Yeah, he likes Ashitaka. They're friends. They're friends. When an animal and a human are friends. It's, it's so good. <laughs> it's my favorite thing in the world. I think I'm... I just turned around to look at Smile real quick. Uh, I like to think she and I are friends. I do. I do think this. She likes it when I give her worm. Exactly. So you're friends. That's what friends are. If 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 someone fed me a worm, I would consider them a friend as well. You understand me. <laughs> so yeah, the this is when the deer god walks like walks into the forest. And he's just like a big fucking guy. It looks like bless. He looks like fucking um Zerkatry, the Ultra Beast from Pokemon. Not familiar with um, it. It's 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 a it's a funky looking guy. Let me let me let me show you Zerkatry. Oh, please do. Zerkatry. Doesn't look exactly like that, but like this is this is what it, this is like what my mind conjured up. I it also kind of looks like cha- it also kind of looks like this plus chaos from the Sonic Adventure games. Yeah, a little bit. Especially um, in like the night the night form of the Deer God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, so the Deer God like slurps down into the forest and like just kind of disappears and then emerges as a deer with, with a bunch of horns that are branching uh, into like, like uh, it looks like a, it looks like the timeline of a zero escape game. 
Uh, and then uh, it also has a human face on it. It does have a human face on it. Unsettling in a way that I love. Right? It's very much like humans are not supposed to see this thing. Right, right. I think, like, um, um, Mononoke does, like, supernatural supernatural horror or just like supernatural elements that are unsettling in a way that's right, it's better not, than it's, a lot of horror media it's not necessarily horror in like a way that is like scary it's horror in that like uh, mankind was not meant to experience this kind of way I love that like, shit right like there is even as even at the very end as like the deer god like gets its head cut off and like goes on a like goes fucking murder mode like this does not feel like s- it's scary, but it does not feel like like a slasher on a rampage. It feels like this is the order of the world that has been un- upset by the humans. Yeah. And I simply think that's neat. Absolutely. Um, then we cut to uh, Goji? Jogi? What, what the fuck was his name again? Um, Jigo. Jigo. Yeah. Um, Jigo and a couple other guys are like scouting out some boars. Uh, they see, and they're scouting Okoto, the bear of the south, the boar of the South Island. Mm-hmm. And this is when they they're gonna fuck this guy up. Yeah, like you you see the boars, and the boars are like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go attack the humans," and you just think like, "This is not gonna end well." No, it's not. Uh, Ashitaka is, gets some healing, his chest wound, uh, the, the deer god gives him a kith and, uh, on his chest wound and, uh, it heals, um, but the curse is still progressing, which is not very good. Yeah, the curse has gotten worse. Yeah, far worse. Um, and, <laughs> uh, after, I don't know how much time passes, uh, that Ashitaka has passed out in the spring, uh, but that the deer god and the deer god is tending to him. But um, once he wakes up, uh, San is there to give him uh, some beef jerky, uh, but he can't eat it, so she has to feed him like he's a little baby bird. Yeah, it's so cute. But the boars are fucking pissed about the deer god healing healing Ashitaka. They are. Because, um... Is it because the boars them? Is it because the Okoto himself is like really bad off, and the deer god is not healing him instead? I think it's that, and it's also they said like, how, why did the, the why did the deer god not do anything for Nago? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, the boars also seem to think that the wolves ate Nago. Yeah, they do. They think the they think like the the wolves are are conspiring against the forest. Um, and then Okoto shows up. Yeah, Okoto shows up, and he looks like shit. Got some big eye crud, looks kind of, like, decaying. Um, I'm sure this doesn't... I'm sure this won't uh, mean anything in about 20 minutes of ta- time I'm of I'm sure film. he will be fine. Yeah. We cut away to a little talk between uh, Jigo and Lady Eboshi about just, like, what their plans are. That uh, they, they are attempting to kill... That we found out that they are attempting to kill the deer god out of uh, a an allegiance to the emperor, or the bumperer, as the, the subtitle so nicely called him. Um... But uh, that that's the the bumper is what you apply to your royalty to give them texture. Uh, <laughs> a little Maya joke for you still folks. Still a very good joke. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, 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 and, and but they're gonna like they're gonna get the deer god and give it to the emperor and then fucking attack attack him with a knife anyways. Yeah, like the 
the the reason the emperor wants the deer god's head is because it's supposed to give him mortality. Right, and Eboshi is like, "Well, we'll give it to him, and then we'll just take it right back." Yeah, Eboshi Which just is... wants Iron Town to to like govern itself. Right. Uh, so, um, Moro is that the mama wolf's name? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, she talks to Ashitaka and is like, "San cannot be human, nor can she be wolf. Can you save her, cringe-ass Nene, human boy?" <laughs> and Ashitaka like thinks about it and is like, "Hmm, can I save her? Can I save her as a cringe-ass Nene, <laughs> cringe-ass Nene, human boy, <laughs> human boy?" <laughs> But so they leave the Dear God's sacred zone and they find that the Kadama are all missing. Um, and that's not good. No. Uh, Ashitaka, I don't exactly know where Ashitaka is going at this exact moment. I think he, no, Ashitaka's heading back to Iron Town, I think. Um, and he's like, he tosses his dagger to one of the buppies to give to San, which the, the buppy does. Yeah. Um, uh, she gets that while. Uh, she says goodbye to Moro and says, I must go help Okoto, which the, uh, the people of Iron, T- uh, uh, Boshi's people of Iron Town are cutting down the trees to make the pigs angry. Yeah. Um, it's not good. Then we get a really good scene that I love of all the pigs painting themselves up in war paint, but, um, because they're pigs, they have to use their snouts to paint their buddies it's up. It's very good. It's so cute. It's so cute. I fucking love pig. Me too. Um, oh. and then they immediately get lured into a trap. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Ashitaka returns to the fortress and, like, z- sneaks his way in up on, like, he goes uh, an alternate way. He gets seen on his way in, but it's, like, it's, it's like, kind of fine, mostly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the Emperor's guys are there, and they're, like, waging war on the people of Irontown. And Yaku catches an arrow to the tummy. Um, he's fine, but it's sad. It is sad. Um, and Ashitaka just goes and just goes fucking sicko mode about it and catches an arrow mid-flight, notches it into his bow, and shoots the guy's head off who did it. Honestly, like, good for him. Yeah, frankly. Um, I can't remember exactly, I, I don't remember exactly what happens here at the Iron, at, at Iron Town, but, um, what, what eventually happens is that the people of the Iron Fortress wind up helping the Buppy because they realize that it is for their greater good to be helping the spirit, even if Lady Eboshi says, hey, we need to kill the spirit because for capitalism and for progress, for progress. And they also realize that the, um, the, like, hunting party for the, for the deer god's head, um, they were basically, because Iron Town was being attacked. And they had taken all the men out on this hunting party, but then they were like, "Wait, Iron Town was being attacked, and you didn't even tell us." Um, so then they like turned on the emperor's people. Right, 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 right. Um, and then uh, so uh, Okoto and San are heading off to help the deer god, um, and uh, Okoto looks like shit. And a bunch of guy, a bunch of the, uh, a bunch of Lady Eboshi's like special squad wearing boar skins show up and have completely tricked the, have completely tricked Okoto into thinking that these are his buddies. That moment is so unnerving. It really is. The pig is like, oh, my undead, my soldiers have risen from the ground. And San is like, no, those are humans in boar. And, and Okoto's like, oh, my guys, they're back. Oh, Jimothy. Uh-huh. Jimothy, my friend, Jimothy the pig. And he's just like, just like 
vomiting blood every time he talks. Yeah, he's like dis- he's like disintegrating. Like his his like flesh is like slowing off his body. You can like see his <laughs> ribs. Like it looks bad. It looks bad. It look. Who could have seen this happen? Who could have seen this? Yeah. this happening. Yep. Um. But uh, in attempting to help uh, Okoto, uh, who is in the process of getting uh, becoming demon-pilled, uh, San gets slurped up into Okoto's flesh. Yep. And... It's good. We love it. We love it when that happens. I love being slurped up into demon worm flesh. You know I do, too. Yeah. I... Uh, so, uh, Eboshi and... Uh, I've forgotten his name again. Jigo? Did I- Jiko. Jiko. Yeah. God. Um, Eboshi and Jiko have found, have trailed the boar back to the deer God's domain. Uh, and they have, they are getting ready to kill, um, the God, but Ashitaka shows up and is like, Hey, the emperor is fucking attacking your village. Go save them. And she's like, uh, no fucking beat it kid. Um, uh, Ashitaka also at this point, uh, dives into the worms on Okoto's back to save San. Um, then uh, the deer god shows up. Mm-hmm. He goes from he goes from big guy mode to little guy mode, and uh, catches. This is when he catches a bullet between the ears, but it's perfectly fine. Yep. And the, the way like the, his face turns more deer like as soon as he's shot, and then it like I didn't even notice yeah. that. Like his his it's, his pupils like change shape. His eyes go to like the side of his head, and then like yeah he starts regenerating and his human, his face gets more like human. Yeah. Um, and then he gives, and then he says a kissaroo from me to you. And he gives, and he gives Okoto a big kissy, which kills him, uh, to mercifully end his life because Okoto was not looking so hot And then um, (laughs) because he is, because he is the God of life. He is also the God of death. You know, it's, it's, you know, there is no, there is no such thing as, as cold. It's just the absence of heat. Exactly. There is no such thing as life. It is simply the absence of death. And then Moro also uh, dies, and this is um, implied to be the dear god doing this as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, Eboshi says, this is how you kill a god, and uh, runs up and try Like, she gets stopped in, like, three separate ways from firing her gun, because, like, fucking Ashitaka throws his... Uh, his he like shurikens his sword into her gun to fuck up her aim and like the deer god casts spell of overgrow on your gun uh-huh. um but it's uh it's she still manages to uh fire up the pistol and blast the shit blast the deer god's head clean off and throw it to jiko at who like puts it in a funny box he puts it in a funny iron box <laughs> and then things get really bad and then things get really bad because the deer god explodes into black goo. The deer god explodes into black goo that kills you when you touch it. Just like instantly, like you're gone. Yep. Um, Eboshi loses her arm at this point, but she still has a really smug smile about it. Uh huh, she does. Um, I, San tries to kill Eboshi with her with her cool dagger, but uh, Ashitaka says no, and then San stabs Ashitaka with her cool with a cool knife that goes like a quarter of an inch into his chest. And then they hug, while the dagger is still in his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which is also very T for T. Very if you much ask so. Me. Um, so the deer god becomes 
large and pointing and everyone says, what the fuck you are large and pointing. Um, it just like kind of slurps, it slurms its way across the, the land, uh, killing everything that it touches, uh, moving. It's trying I, it's not even like chasing its head down. It's just kind of like making bad things happen. Yeah. It's just like expanding. Yeah. Um, Ashitaka argues with Jiko and tries to get him to drop the head and, uh, Jiko says some, you said this was some Hobbes shit? I didn't say that. Which, wanting between heaven and hell is the human condition? <laughs> yeah. Who's, I don't remember, I don't remember who said that, but someone, someone who we were watching that with said, that's okay, okay Hobbes, which I made, I thought was funny. Honestly, I thought it was you who said it. It might have been. I definitely <laughs> maybe did. Maybe it was Morgan. Yeah, might have been Morgan, might have been Neve. Oh, true. Um, shouts out to whoever said that. Uh, but so eventually they do get the head out of the box and return to the dear God. Uh, and it, what in touching the head after it's removed from the box, uh, everybody gets covered in curse goop and it's not, it looks very bad for a second, but then they return the dear God's head and it like gooshes all over all of them and cures their curse. Yeah. It's like, thank you. Yeah. Um, Ashitaka and San hold on to each other as they're washed in the goop. Uh, and the, the dear God, like, returns to normal, but, like, has, like, a fucking, like, just, like, an explosion of, like, something, like, not an explosion, but, like, I guess kind of an explosion? I don't know. Like, like a bunch of winds kick up and, like, kind of destroy Iron Town to an extent. Like, it's not, like, destroyed, destroyed, but it's, like, kind of destroyed. It's pretty destroyed because it did burn down earlier. Yeah, it did, but, like, at the end of the movie, uh, Ashitaka says he's gonna return to Irontown, uh, and so, I guess they must have rebuilt it. Yeah. It's fine. Um, and, uh, I, I said, my notes say, the deer god falls into the water and seems to pee turn to normal and blows every single thing about the village to the wind, Lamau, owned Lady Aboned She, Lady Aboshi, Lady Aboshit, and Lady <laughs> Eb Oshi, parentheses, on her way out, like, the tide ebb-ing. Oh my god. Um, there's a really great, there's a really great shot also of the of the hillside like regrowing from the like the dead trees that the deer god had turned them into yeah. by touching them, um, and then I like I truly could not believe Ashitaka survived this because I guess at some point I'd gotten it into my head that Ashitaka died at the end of this movie. Oh. Um, I mean, it also he also seems kind of doomed at the start. Like he does. I, I don't like, know, like multiple points, the oracle, like multiple points in the movie, they're like, yeah, you can't cure this curse; it's going to kill you. Right. Um, I'm not sure if I if I would have liked him. I'm not sure. I. I I, I I was thinking like immediately in the aftermath of this movie that it felt like a bit of a cop out that he still sur- that he managed to survive at the end of this, but I don't know. I kind of like it. The you know I think it's good. I think I would have liked not. it either way. Yeah. Um. The deer god is dead, but also not. It's kind of complicated. Uh, San and Ashitaka part ways at the end, and they and San is like, I'm gonna go live in Iron Town, but I'll come visit you because I I because we're two fourteen. I love you. Yeah, and it's very um, good. And the, and the last, uh, we cut to Jiko saying some dumb shit, and uh, then we go to the a shot of the woods, and a little Kadama walks out on a rock and looks at the camera and rattles its head, and that's the end of the movie. And then the subtitles say Voigas. <laughs> subtitles say Voigas. Voigas. <laughs> Instead of voices. So on a scale of zero to five, little guys with butts, how many little guys with butts are you going to give this one? 
I give this one uh, four and three quarters little guys with butts. I'm curious what the one quarter coming off is for you. Um, I think it's just like a bunch of like just tiny little things that are kind of inconsequential. Like, um, Jiko getting the last line in the movie and not having like either character development or death. <laughs> he was stunting on those like those foot tall sandals though. Yeah, he was. Um, I'm just gonna give this one the flat five. Five little guys with ten little butt cheeks. <laughs> Excellent. Um, we got some questions. We do have some questions. I've thought a lot about them. Girlfriend of the show, Nevy Sticks, at Nickel Wolf, asks, Which other Ghibli movie would be improved by multiple shots of a guy's heads and limbs being torn off by an arrow? Now, I have to say before I answer this question, I've only seen three other Ghibli movies, which are My Neighbor Totoro, uh, Spirited Away, and uh, Howl's Moving Castle. None of which I feel like would be... None of which I personally feel like would be invo- improved by multiple shots of a guy's heads and limbs being torn off by an arrow. I think Castle of Cagliostro would be greatly improved by that, though. <laughs> Is this just because you watched the dub of it and then you didn't like not, to hear anyone talking? No, not really. I didn't want to see any of those characters get their heads or arms ripped off by an arrow. I just kind of thought that it would be a funny thing to happen in a loop, <laughs> in a loop <laughs> movie. It would be. Absolutely. Okay, so, like, you haven't seen Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, I've seen Kiki's, sorry. Oh, you have I, seen, I, okay. Yeah, I've seen Kiki's. So, picture... I've only seen the Disney... Picture this. No, I haven't. Yeah, go on. Picture this. The cop... I'm, I'm, okay, I've, my, I, my eyes closed, I'm in my mind's eye. The cop eye. in yes. Kiki's Delivery Service getting his head okay. shot off immediately as soon as he's rude to Kiki. Who's doing... Is Kiki doing the shooting, or is, like, Tombo rolling up with the... <laughs> rolling up <laughs> with, with the, the strap? Um... <laughs> I, I was thinking Kiki doing it would be extremely funny. And then it's just like never mentioned for the rest of the movie. <laughs> just like, you know, you know how in TF2, like if you shoot someone with the Huntsman and it'll like pin their head to the wall, <laughs> yeah. if you get the headshot close up to a wall, like and maybe it doesn't, it, maybe it like either. It, I'm not sure what's funnier. If the cop is like plastered to the wall for the rest of the movie or just the cop's head is <laughs> either one of those would be fucking good. And then he's just in the background, like, Oh Jesus Christ. I think, I think Jigen should get, I, I simply think that Jigen from, uh, well, Jigen wouldn't use a bow and arrow. Who's the, who's the samurai, the guy with the sword in Lupin? I don't know enough about Lupin. Uh, uh, well, that that guy should get to shoot some guys' heads off with a bow and arrow. <laughs> I uh, gotta watch some Lupin-related media sometime. We do. Uh, Stephanie, Age of Oddish, asks, This was my first Ghibli movie, and after watching it, was the first time I hooked up with a girl. Does this movie, does this, does this movie hold unforeseen sapphic energy? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I got nothing else to say. Just, yeah. Yeah, it does. Nail on the head, Stephanie. You got it. I mean, like... I'm not the first person to to look at Ashitaka and be like, this is a closeted trans woman. Right. Uh, and that's ne- not an neither will you be the last. At all. <laughs> what were you saying? Yeah, I mean, nor will you be the last. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's it for questions. So now we're going to do recommendations. Leah, what would you like to recommend this week? I would like to recommend... Uh, the visual novel We Know the Devil that has recently been released on Nintendo Switch. 
Um, Fuck yeah. It's a... Good VN. It's a game about uh, gay kids at summer camp, and nothing bad ever happens. And, uh... Nothing bad... Nothing bad ever happens to Neptune. (laughs) Nothing bad ever (laughs) happens to any of them. Um, oh, ha, ha, I, it was not until like right before I said that name that I remembered any of the characters' names in that VN because it's been so long since I read it. <laughs> I mean, like if you had said any of them, it would be, it would still be true. Right? No, but like I couldn't. I, I like Neptune is the one name that I was able to pull. Like I, you could put a gun to my head, and I would not be able to confidently tell you the names of either of the other two characters. Just I, their names have just slipped off my mind. I like that VM a lot, but I just I'm not very good with names. I'm 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 not very good with names, especially in a short thing like that. Yeah. Like Wind of the Devil is like what two hours long tops. It's like it's it's a game you can definitely get all endings in one sitting in. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's my recommendation. Hell yeah. My recommendation this week, um, I, I, I did make it my recommendation in the show notes last week, but I'm going to make it my verbal recommendation this week. It's going to be Higurashi When They Cry. I have been reading a shitload of it lately. Um, I finished chapter two about a week and a half ago, and I finished chapter three today. Um, it's really fucking good. I think Higurashi has... Uh, gathered a lot of rep- uh, a lot of reputation as like top ten fucked up anime deaths and like I I'm not gonna lie that was one of the things that drew me into it but it is also like some fucking phenomenal writing and character work like the music is great I I have a really a lot of love in my heart for you've seen the sprite work of it right like you I even have, if you yes. don't know the game like you've seen the sprites I think that there I have so much love in my heart for the original Ryukishi uh, sprite work like it's just so like the obviously the man cannot draw hands for the life of him like we all know this but like it's just so full of like heart in a way that the console and the the manga gamer sprites are just completely devoid of yeah i love so much of it and also there are some fucked up top 10 anime deaths in it (laughs) i'm really curious about it i the first chap the first chapter is free on steam which is like it's I highly recommend it. It's really, really good. I've heard it's good. Um, yeah. It's the it's, Sh- it's out. the week of visual novels. Yeah, visual novel theme week. Uh, so Leah, thank you so much for coming on the pod. This was an absolute blast. I'm really happy that I got to have thank you, you on. Thank you so much for having me. This yeah. was so much fun. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, you can find me at Twitter at Leah underscore unofficial. And that's it. Pog. Um, we are at Fearbaiting on Twitter, uh, patreon.com slash fearbaiting if you would like to support the podcast. One buck a month, basically a tip jar. Sometimes we get the episodes out early. Um, probably not this week because we're recording this at 11 p.m. on a Sunday and I'm about to go straight to bed after this I'm one. Sorry. Um, oh no, it's totally <laughs> fine. Um, uh, five bucks a month gets your name right on the podcast as well as a message right on the show. Ten bucks a month, all that, and you can make us watch a movie. Um, so thank you very much to Luna Wolf, Paul Moran, and Paul Bechtel. Thank you very much to Noisebase.xyz for hosting this and so many other great podcasts, as well as thank you to Matt GameCube for being the overlord of Noisebase.xyz. You can listen to all of my other podcasts there, such as 
The Wonder Years, which is the Animorphs podcast I do with my friends Blair and Seda. It's also where you can find Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the infrequently updated leftism podcast made by foreign of the Terminally Online. And Special Grade Snacks, the Jujutsu Kaisen Watch Along podcast that I did with my friend Kay. Movie coming out in a couple months. Special Grade Snacks coming back to talk about it. Um, also, a uh, programming note while I'm here. This is the last regular episode, probably a fear baiting of the year. We still have a lot more content coming ahead, but I just wanted to let y'all know that um, I remember last year that I took November off uh, after I did Schlocktober. And frankly, this year with, um, I'm just going to be doing, I'm taking, next week will be an off week. Uh, and then all of September, every, every Monday in September, we'll have an episode. Every Monday in October, we'll have an episode as well as also uh, November the 1st, we'll probably have an episode, which will also be part of Schlocktober because, you know, we've got soft coming up we've got schlocktober coming up but um i'll be taking november and december off just because i found that trying to juggle this podcast with going into finals and everything else that i have going on in my life is probably just not a good call i might show i might still try and throw an episode or two together in that time off but just so you're just so that everyone's aware we're going into september then schlocktober and then taking it off until the new year um but yeah uh if you're going to be missing, if you're going to be missing me, one of the reasons that I'm taking it off is because I'm starting a different podcast, two of them actually. Um, so keep an keep an eye and an ear out for Gay Friends Chainsaw Dog Sanctuary podcast, the Chainsaw Man Watch Along podcast I'm doing with my friends, as well as Special Made Snacks title up in the air, uh, the ReZero Watch Along podcast, the ReZero Rewatch podcast I'm planning on doing with Neve. Um, Thank you very much to Blair for editing the podcast most of the time. At Blair Kitch on Twitter, you can find him. Thank you very much to people you meet outside of bars for our incredible intro and outro music. You can find them making music. Uh, you can find them uh, by going to gaygothvibes.online. Uh, I think that's everything. Oh, I'm at sunhatzhenya on Twitter. S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. I believe that is everything. So, until next time, get, and fucking gear up, folks. We're going straight into September. Next time next time you hear me, we are going to be deep in the throes of it. Until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Leah. And remember... You can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone. Good night.